This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 76, Spotlight on Iron Man 3. Welcome once again to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode number 76 as we're doing our Spotlight on Iron Man 3 episode. Uh, This will be a very spoiler-heavy episode, so if you haven't watched the movie yet, you might not want to listen to this podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and I'm joined by two co-hosts today. I'm joined by... Paul Squares. And a new new guest to the show. It's your mate. And so uh, we just saw Iron Man 3, what, maybe it ended maybe an hour ago, and uh, we have a lot... I... The whole way home, I was like, don't talk about it, guys. Don't talk about it, guys. We have to save it for the podcast. It's important. I don't know why it's important, but it's important that we keep all this bottled in until it's time to talk about it. So we just saw Iron Man 3. Thoughts? Expressions? Paul? Iron Man 1 and 2 are way better. And I'm not Paul, but go ahead, Paul. (laughs) Go ahead, Paul. So we got what? I loved it. You half like it and don't. And T-War just doesn't understand what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, no. Is that, that, that just that fair to say? Hollywood strikes again, ruins another friggin' trilogy. <laughs> All right, before we get into our, more of our, our personal takes on it, I guess we should we should even bother with a brief recap of what the film kind of is about. I mean, people are listening to the episode who've already seen it, most likely. But give it a little breakdown. Come on. Okay. Uh, Paul's our breakdown guy. That's what he does. That's what I do. So the basic gist is Iron Man or Tony Stark. Uh, he's telling a story uh, he, to uh, someone who we don't. Uh, See at the beginning of the movie. We can see it at the, the post credit scene, though. It's interesting, actually. A lot of people do leave before those credit sequences, still, and then technically they lose that sense of closure. Well, yeah, but you didn't know like, what you're getting after the end, anyway. No, you're right. Pre- it's, it's by no means a precursor to future Avengers, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, just so you know. Yeah, it didn't feel um, like a you know. Yeah, it doesn't set anything up for. It doesn't set up wave two at all. Not really, but I think they wanted to make it its own standalone thing, which it succeeded at, so I have no issue with that. So anyway, so Tony Stark's telling a story. Uh, he's been having some anxiety and stress issues since Avengers number one, uh, falling through the wormhole uh, and going through the alien attack and learning about all these new things, and he's just stressing. So he's spending his time building suits um, and going nuts and, and trying to keep his relationship with Pepper intact. Um, but they do a very nice job at the beginning... Um, uh, doing a very nice flashback to a conference he's at uh, where he meets people for the first time and as he says in the story he creates his first demons I love for a fact that they brought in I forget his name now I'm sorry the the fellow in the cave from the first movie oh Yinsen Yinsen yes that was a nice callback yep. to the first movie so uh, he's in the first scene and they, they show the meeting he talks he references in the first movie and I love that they did that I saw him like, oh that's awesome um, that was actually a nice a nice point. I wonder who brought that to the table because whenever like I, I when you watch certain things and certain callbacks, I wonder which writer or which person on the creative committee was like, "We should do this." Yeah, because like, that that was a smart, that was a very nice thing. touch. Yeah, that was um, a good touch. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that because lo- one one of few things that I enjoyed because <laughs> I really liked that character actor and he was really good in the first Iron Man. And he speaks Hungarian in the first one, which is awesome. Does he? I'm Hungarian. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. So if you're Hungarian movie, you're on T Boy's A list. <laughs> So, not, yeah. the, not those uh, X-rated ones with the bushy... Uh... Oh, wow. Yeah, just because Hungary's the porn <laughs> capital of the world, we don't have to worry about porn right now. We're talking Iron Man. Yeah, thankfully, yes. those things are separate. Um, yeah, so we have that opening conference. Uh, I did like the use of, of, of Eiffel 65 at the front. Yes. That very, blue? very 1990, yeah. yeah. Brought me back. Brought me back. Yeah, that brought me sure. back to Budia high school. Budai, yeah. yeah, in a big way. 
actually brought me back to hanging out with you in high school. Yeah, no, and, and that works. That's what they were going for. And it yeah. totally works. So they don't waste a lot of time at the beginning. I feel like they go boom, boom, boom very quick mm. uh, to get things on the roll. They establish very quickly that Rhodey has been, I guess, promoted from War Machine to Iron Patriot. I guess. He's still Rebranded current. is the term. Rebranded, yeah, yeah. that's right. And I like Don Cheadle better in this movie as Rhodey than the previous I think they made a very concerted effort to actually make him do things and yes. make him more of a badass. Yeah. And that was much more fun to see him more action-oriented. Like, he is a colonel. He should be a guy with military background. He should be able to handle himself. But before they, especially with Terrence Howard, they played him very effeminate. And then, well, I'm sorry, in the first movie, did Terrence Howard not really sell the effeminate nature of Colonel Rhodes? He had the... Yeah, no, I didn't like him that much. He I, has I, the I look of Rhodey. Yeah, well, kind of. So if you can put Don Cheadle and that guy's and Terrence Howard's body, I'd be okay. Yeah, right? actually, yeah, because yeah, Don Cheadle doesn't necessarily look like any version of. Uh, no. uh, he's too for, small. He's too short. He's a little too. Yeah, he's, he's built like he's he's, he's built like a rock. Well, here he was able to do a lot more, and he was. But yeah, the, 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 when I see Rhodey in the comics, I never see Don Cheadle. There's no correlation there. Did, now, were you okay with him being Iron Patriot and not being War Machine? Yeah. Iron Patriot, uh, sorry, uh, War Machine could, rocks, though. They, yeah, exactly. They, they refer to War Machine enough that you clearly he still wants to be War Machine. He's just, because he's the government guy, okay, let's let's. Did it feel like up. just them trying to kind of tie into the comics without actually tying in, into the comics? Because that's a big comic thing. Like, the Iron Patriot was a big deal when that happened in the comics. I mean, yeah, for Dark Reign. Tibor's the only one here who doesn't actually read comics, but you, you have read some comics in the past, and you like comic movies. That's why you're on the podcast, but... For I don't know if you know Norman Osborn is Iron Patriot in the comics. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't know that as as a film goer, just like going to see no, movies. No, and it's not important. But for I mean, they know that a lot a lot of their audience is obviously mainstream, but there's also a very hardcore section of comic fans who are going to go see this movie, and the Iron Patriots for them. Yeah, no, I, I can see that, and I and I can I also like the way they worked it in, like uh, from a pure outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was a cool way of, of you know bringing that in and. You know the rebranding thing makes sense. It's yeah. sort of a typical thing that happens these days. It so, was kind of funny. It worked. Yeah, they played I mean, it for a lot of laughs. That's the only thing I didn't like. I, I thought that, like overall in the whole movie there was they played a lot of things just for laughs. Like it was too many. Like it was too many gags, too many little things that were just like, yeah, it's here for the you know let's let's make this into a joke. And I thought that sort of took away from it because the serious nature of it, like the tone of it, didn't it didn't feel that serious at all. Like it sort of like yeah. It had a very like light tone to the whole movie, even though it was sort of serious subject matter in a way. Right? To like, rewind for a second, so we were talking about the opening sequence. Um, the opening sequence did set a nice tone. Um, I did like kind of having a flashback to Tony's more partier days. Yeah, I mean that was a, that was welcome. It was nice to see. I, I, it helps chart the journey of the character a little bit more because you see again, it takes you back to where he came from and what he really was. Um, that being said, I wasn't really sold on how they want how they started AIM. I was really excited that AIM was going to be in the movie, and I thought they were going to have, the AIM itself was going to have more of a presence as a, as an organization. And instead, we got more just personified through its head, which is fine. It just it lacked. Are you sad there are no beekeepers? No, in the comics they were basically beekeeper costumes. Like they're ridiculous looking because it's comics, and sometimes things are ridiculous. Okay, so just fill me in for a second. So AIM said is. The, the group of people the, that are... The think tank. The think tank, okay. The advanced, yeah. advanced idea mechanics. That is the thing in the comics, and I was really excited they were going to be used. I don't think we ever actually saw like their actual logo any time. 
No, we just saw it like on the paperwork. No, so I just it made, Tony Stark was wearing a T-shirt at one point with their logo yes, he was wearing a shirt. At the end. Yeah, right. They looked like, that like an from? IBM style logo. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I just I was really excited that AIM was going to be in it, and I was hoping that AIM itself would feel like more of a threat. Instead, it was Killian was the threat, which is I don't know. It took away a little bit of what I was excited about for for AIM anyway. Um, but it's an interesting way of, of tying everything into and the idea of giving Tony Stark personal demons because he can't be an alcoholic in the movies apparently that's his big thing in the comics he's an alcoholic yeah, and he deals that. with it that's his big demon um, so it's interesting that they very vocally went for the word demon because if you know anything about Iron Man in the comics that's the first thing you think of so it's an interesting perspective I don't know I, I, uh, I'm I, I, I'm saying off podcast, which I try not to do, but I'm very much of two minds with this movie because I'm trying to enjoy it as a Marvel movie and also trying to enjoy it as a comic book fan. As a comic book fan, I really didn't like parts of it, and it made me quite upset that they took certain elements and things. I mean, first of all, just extremists. Comic book is one of the best Iron Man storylines in the last 15 years. It's probably one of the most influential, and plus the, the, that comic, uh, when it was illustrated by Adi Granoff, form the basis for the Iron Man movie's design. Like They like that look, and that, that's why Adi Granoff designed the Iron Man armors for the movie. So it's such a hugely influential book, and then they pick and choose weird parts of that storyline, and not the most fascinating parts. Yes, but as I said, it's a very heavy concept, and to, to properly translate then that... Then don't use it. If you can't use it properly... Like uh, sorry, at where I'm going to do a little bit of back-checking so fill you in. Extremists in the, in the comics, it's that... It, Again, the stuff that we saw with Killian and um, it, these extremist-enhanced soldiers and stuff, that did happen in the comics, but there was only one successful trial uh, that worked, and they, it almost killed this guy, but then he was super strong. And it was the idea that he was faster than Tony, and that Tony had to evolve himself to be able to become more. So basically, he took extremist himself, uh, which when I saw the trailers and we see the shots of him you know, being uh, operated on, I was really excited because I'm like, they're going to do it. They're going to make right, him right. more than just a man. He's going to be, be able to integrate with his armors th- using his mind. Like That's the whole idea in the comics. Okay. I was really excited about that. And then they just totally didn't use anything like that in the, in the movie. You're they, you're he's playing with his suit all the time. He's playing with his suit. Yeah, but I again, it felt like they were edging towards extremists. And I, the idea that he needed to become better and not just being able to use hand motions in order to summon the armors, but actually like control them through his mind, that would have been... A really cool concept, and I thought they were going there, and then they just I didn't think go they, anywhere near there. When you nowhere near there, they built near towards there. it. They did most of the same but they, stuff, but then they There's didn't do it. This, they didn't have to do it in this one. Uh, I, right? I, I feel like because yeah, he's halfway there, he's already doing it with tech. Now, can he take that and go one step further after this experience? Uh, I guess they sort of played with it when he was sleeping, right? And the, ta- and the armor shows up while yeah. he's sleeping. Like, it was his mind that controlled it there. Yeah, I, I guess... But I, yeah, they didn't really make a clear distinction of it. Is it just solely the tech that he's installed into yeah. himself? Because you see him injecting himself with those, mm-hmm. that tech, right? Again, it was, going ha- it, was ha- it was inching towards it, and that's what made me more excited, and then what made me feel more let down by the end. Plus, the movie felt like it was, especially at the end, stripped away... A lot of what made him Iron Man, or took out, you know, his, his the reactor in his chest, and was kind of closing that chapter. Whereas the extremist storyline opened up a whole new avenues because he was now more than just a man. Whereas the ending of this movie felt like he's just a man. Yeah, absolutely, I, I personally didn't like that. Is that like, not? Is that that seem... wasn't a choice at the end, removing 
suddenly you take out the shrapnel. And we all know Avengers 2 is coming. We're not stupid. So right. it just felt like the one of those odd choices, kind of like how I felt at the end of Thor 1, where you know the Bifrost is ruined, how we will ever get to Earth. Well, he's coming for Avengers. We know it's co- at that point. We knew Avengers were coming out the next summer. It just kind of felt like this odd, like, oh no, but wait a minute, it's going to happen in the next movie. Yeah, so, and they never really did explain why he came back or how just, he came back. Just right? that Odin had to use dark magic. And yeah, it, it was an offhanded reference by Loki. Um, I'm again for that. I can wait for the next Thor movie to maybe explain if they. Feel yeah, right. I would hope that they give a little bit of an explanation. I, but yeah, this feels like a step back, like for Tony Stark as Iron Man, because like he's just like mm-hmm. the what I hated at the end was the clean slate protocol. Like he tells Jarvis to wipe out all the suits, which I think is such an un Tony Stark move in the like Marvel universe of the movies, oh, right? Yeah. Like because he's always kept the suits there and he's always built upon those suits from you know. And now he's just wiping them all out. Like there's his life's work gone. Because he decided, oh, well, you know, it's a, I don't want to be Iron Man anymore. Like, it just seemed... No, like he it. established he still is Iron Man. He'll just start again. Yeah, but, I mean, it just seems well, silly. Like, w- it, where, does, where does the line get drawn, though? Because, like, he, he wipes them all out for Pepper, but she's going to let him have another one? Like, I don't know. It felt like an odd an odd spot. I'm not saying it's bad. It kind of made me remember how I felt at the end of the, I guess, post credit sequence of Iron Man 2, where you... I think... You know, I don't think it was the post-credit sequence because that was the Thor reveal. It was at the end of the movie when he was talking to uh, Nick Fury, and Nick Fury's like, "You're, you're you can't be on the project on the Avengers Initiative," and they're all like, "Well, how is this going to work? Because this is the last Iron Man before Avengers, right?" And it kind of made me have that same kind of feeling like we're throwing a screwball, but we have to reset it by the next movie anyway. And actually, speaking of Nick Fury, where was he? Where was any Shield presence? They yeah, made like I... one or two references to Shield. There's a terrorist threat, and Shield isn't involved. Yeah, I thought that, that was. I thought seems that was like weird. an odd choice, I, I, especially considering how like the, this the level of danger in this movie was was pretty high, and like Shield should have been involved. Yeah, like the oh, Air Force like their one, president. Yeah, like this is a one. huge like I'm sure like when Captain America Winter Soldier comes out, it'll it, may, it won't be like a huge scope, so you can understand why it would just be Captain America handling it, and Thor is going to be going off world, so it makes sense why there's no Shield presence, etc. Mm-hmm. But here it just felt like. Like, a, just a glaring plot hole. Like, they should have at least thrown something. Just to say, like, you know, why isn't Fury here or something? I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely think S.H.I.E.L.D. should have been involved and to some degree. Plus, S.H.I.E.L.D. would be looking for Tony Stark. Like, he's presumed dead. Like, they have a vested interest in the Iron Man project more than anyone. That was also really weird, the whole presumed dead thing. Because a lot of people he, go, he, go, he goes <laughs> down. He, he's in the water. He goes down. The suit takes him off to... What, where was he going? Tennessee? or yep, Tennessee, yeah. Right? So... The suit takes him off. He gets out of the suit in Tennessee and then calls Pepper. But Pepper's still looking out over the water, like, when she gets the phone call. Yeah. So the timeline there sort of seems We don't know really how... Like, well, by then, rescue crews were there, so maybe it had been a while. It seems really quick, though, to presume him dead, right? There Especially a, knowing that he's yeah, Iron Man, It did right? feel like, like he was in Tennessee a lot longer than he was gone. Like, absolutely. Like, everything else that happened a little bit at a slower pace, whereas everything he was doing felt like it took a while. Because he had to do a lot of stuff. And like he, he, he had to crash and drag the suit to the nearest gas station and all that kind of stuff. He spent a lot of and he, for a couple of gags, and he spent which, time again. with spent time with that kid, which was an it felt like an eighties movie in a lot of ways actually because like it had the you know the the buddy cop you know white guy black guy hanging out which is again this guy wrote Shane Black wrote uh, Lethal Weapon so I mean oh, there's definitely some Lethal Weapon in there especially a lot of at the end where feeling. Rhodey and uh, Tony Stark are going after them what's his name. Killian, Killian, and uh, yeah. you know they're both got handguns, and they totally was you know. Uh, it's interesting because uh, in the comics, Killian, I 
think only showed up in maybe one or two panels before he killed himself. So it was just an interesting... They took the name because comic fans know the name. Sure. Uh, but basically a lot of the... the And they didn't really name any of the soldiers, but uh, except for maybe one, uh, at least in the credits. But... Um, the uh, Killian basically acted as uh, Malone from the actual comic. You remember the comic a little well, bit. Well, and here's the big uh, the big reveal, right? Was that Killian was actually the Mandarin. Okay. So are we going to jump right into that? Cause Let's that's... get into it, man. We're, we're there. We're yeah. at that point. Okay. I th- How do you feel about the Mandarin reveal? I think the Mandarin is going to make the hardcore comic fan angry. On- you are correct, on- sir. Only because of the fact of... Shit on how him. powerful a villain he is in the comic books and what he did. Now, what they did was an interesting twist. I think it works within the confines of this movie, right? Because I will agree with that. And from a movie perspective, it was actually it was a great way of going because you think it's going to be this big supervillain, and it's not at all that. And I give them credit for that from a movie perspective yes. because that's a you don't expect that at all, and you're like, whoa, okay. what the hell? But as a film goer, I was disappointed. Like <laughs> no, I get it, and you, I, like I don't know. You know the comics as well as you guys, obviously. I don't, yeah. but like I expected the Mandarin to be something impressive, and then it turns out it's all a big joke. Yeah, exactly. which I thought was a bit weak. They yeah. played it almost too hard for laughs, I think. Because absolutely, it's one thing to have it be like not what you expect. They shit on him. They shit on him. But they, they kind of made, made him a total joke. They made it too maybe too much of a joke because we we get it. But the, yeah. but that being said, Kingsley was fantastic. Yeah, like he was really good in the he role. Played, yeah. The role just upsets me. Yeah, no, on a visceral I'll, level. I'll give Kingsley credit. Absolutely, like he played what he was given and he played it well. Absolutely. But at the same time, I thought it was like yeah. they crapped on him. They Actually, crapped on could, the Mandarin. And I didn't like that. It. Could be said for the entire cast. They do. I mean, sometimes. I mean, man, uh, Downey really carries so much of the film when it's when the script sometimes hits into weak spots or it isn't as strong. He has so much presence as an actor mm-hmm. that he makes you keep going. Because he's enjoyable to watch. I mean, even when the jokes are a little bit too easy at times, he still does it well. He, still well, he plays the jokes well. Like, but at the same time, I thought that there was just too much of it. Like, it was, they overdid it in this movie. It was a hard balance because this movie, obviously, overall, tried to have a more darker, serious tone. Especially when they were uh, building the supposed threat the Mandarin actually was. This big terrorist is coming. He's actually the president. Mm-hmm. He's not taking prisoners. Like, he's going to come and mess you up. Yeah. Right? And then thrown in there, you got this banter with the little kid, and then the joke with the Mandarin, and even when he's escaping those guards, one guard kind of surrenders and runs yeah. away. So I appreciate the humor because it keeps it consistent with all three films. Like April was worried, my wife, who loves the first two, was worried that while well, we're going more serious, is that going to remove the humor from it? Not so really. thankfully it didn't, but maybe to your point, there might have been too much. And it kind of took away from, are you trying to be serious or are you trying to be funny? Which way are you going? You know, like a bit too much flip-flop. I think the balance wasn't there. Like, the first two had a better balance. Like, there are those funny bits, but it worked in a much better way. Like, I thought they did a good balance of keeping it serious, but having, like, a little bit of jokes. Whereas this one, just, I felt like they way overplayed the jokes. And the whole Mandarin being, like, a giant joke was sort of, you know, like a real kick in the nuts. It was a big twist, for sure. Yeah, because people want the the magic ten ring kick ass villain that the Mandarin yes. well, actually see, is. As a film goer, like I, like I didn't mind not having magic involved. Yeah, but like still, the the terrorist Mandarin was a cool setup, and I thought this guy was going to be pretty impressive. Like it was going to be neat, and then it turns out it was, he's just a puppet for. I, I was a little disappointed that there was no at least overt reference to Mandarin at all being involved with the ten rings. 
like the the organization from the first movie because I was I was hoping for some of that weren't you at all well I mean in the first movie you get the reference to the organization the ten rings obvious allusions yeah. to the Mandarin because he has ten freaking rings yeah. so I just thought that they would be a callback to that in some way well I guess the terrorist logo was the ten rings right yeah that that's about it yeah I just wish that they, I, I guess spelled it out a little bit more yeah you're right I mean, other, other than the logo they're, like, they're... like I know sometimes you know there's a lack of subtlety in a lot of big Hollywood movies but in that essence I think it was almost a little too subtle yeah no they, again it's like S.H.I.E.L.D. the S.H.I.E.L.D. got one reference in the whole movie which is weird because there was such a huge presence. Well, not in the first one. It was more to the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. But the, the second one, Coulson was all over it. Yes, he's dead, but so Fury was there a lot too. Or is he? That's another. Yeah, that's, that's a whole. Story. That's, that's a whole. <laughs> well, other thing. Plus, I mean, Bla- Black Widow, she's off and about. But it just seemed weird to. I mean, I like that they make make reference to Avengers and they show flashbacks from Avengers. That's a great concept. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not expecting the Avengers to show up. I mean, and they did a good job of for the most part, trying to show him living in his own universe, even though he's part of a grander universe now. But again, making the threat level so huge and, and so dire and having like terrorism, S.H.I.E.L.D. should be there. Yeah, but... It's, in it, some way. But it exists in the comics, too. Characters have their solo books. Yeah. And they're doing hardcore stuff. It and makes me upset see, there, too. I, 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 no, I but, don't disagree with you, but it exists in that medium as well, so yeah. it's not totally far off. Well, that. In comics, they have no excuse because there's no budget. I mean, uh, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, like, they have a certain amount of movies that Sam Jackson can be in. They don't want to run out his contract and just using him in cameo roles, right? So that makes sense to not use him. Use Maria Hill. Use any character. Well, there are other S.H.I.E.L.D. You don't characters. have to could, use could them. They, just make the reference, even. Yeah. Could right? they have set up, maybe, the S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the, the TV series? Was that a possibility? Like, take one of the agents from the, the series? That would have been cool. Because oh, I think that would have been kind of I, cool I don't if they could have done it. I don't, I don't know, know if you've... Have you seen all the Marvel one-shots? There's always that guy who was with Coulson. Right, yeah. He's... And he of, was in Avengers, yeah, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And he's yeah. going to be in the TV show. So, I mean, yeah, it would have been cool to see him referenced in some way. I don't... I did enjoy the movie. It just certain aspects of I, it. I agree with you. Like, the whole thing was, like, the... All the Marvel movies have all sort of tried to base it in reality, right? Mm-hmm. Where, whereas the comics, you know, the, li- the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. And... I've always enjoyed that about these movies that it feels like it could be real Mm. right and this one seemed like the threat level was way too high for just Tony Stark to be taking them on himself Mm. like it did feel like you know they brought in the Avengers for what happened in New York which was much bigger than this to be fair but at the same time this was pretty big like it was too much for one one hero yeah and I hope that the S.H.I.E.L.D. series doesn't suffer from that because that's that's one of those balances right yeah like this this sort of didn't have that balance like yeah. It was like, okay, here's massive threat, and oh, but we'll just leave Tony Stark. Who, by the way, the other thing that really bothered me, yeah. how often was he actually Iron Man in this movie? He wasn't Iron Man very often. The suit was either flying it. around by itself, or he was, you know, out being beat up and thrown around, and like, you know, for a human being, he's a human yeah. being. Uh, he got a couple Thor blows. Like, he was being thrown around like <laughs> Thor. I'm sorry. A little, yeah. And that, that, that too, again, takes away from that reality of, like, setting and grounding it. I yeah, thought. but you know what we did get? We finally got a solid climactic battle at the end of the movie. That's true. Both Iron Monger and the Whiplash fights were very disappointing in the first two movies. They were very fast. You got a fast. solid uh, climactic battle with the, with the, at the end with Killian. Yeah. Sure. yeah, with all the suits. For sure. It. And Killian actually being a threat. And again... Though, quick question. If you had all those suits in the basement, when the Mandarin sent the, the three choppers after them... They were locked away. Oh, come on. It was a, 
that when the three choppers came to his house and blew up the freaking house, yeah. why didn't he just activate all the suits at that point? Because the movie would be over. There's a big plot hole right there. A little bit. It's I, a pretty big plot I, That hole. one's not hard to explain away, though. Oh, come I, on. I, I wouldn't even qualify that for a no prize. Like, it's... No, you're, you're under a surprise assault. What are you going to do? Well, it didn't take him very long to... Tell Jarvis to open the doors no, but and send the suits. If it's damaged and like, if even those missiles hangers, are flying, blazing that, you wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. Where you deploy suits and it's gonna blow yeah. up. One thing I did want to mention is it did feel like this movie suffered from a lack of spectacle, um, because there was so much happening, and so many suits, so much CG. It felt like it made everything a little bit less special, like him being in the suit, because now there's like so many suits. Like it just. Took away some of the. Well, he was literally before. transferring from suit, suit to suit, suit mid air. That was pretty cool. It was cool it to see. I'm just saying, like it took away a little bit of, of I don't know, some of the wonder. Well, I thought some the of the thing, wonder. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly I agree, how to, to put it. And the thing is, too, he's built like 50 suits or whatever 42. since 42. Okay, it was, sorry, it was Mark 43. So where did we end off in Avengers? What suit was that? Mark eight. what? Mark eight. So from Mark eight, he's gone to Mark 43. He's 42. got all these suits. 42. Damn my numbers. He's been busy. He's been busy, yeah, because apparently he's an insomniac now. He, oh, and he's suffering right. from... I'm surprised he didn't make another War Machine armor. Like, why, like, why didn't he have another one just hanging well, around? Well, that's him? what I mean, is it's like, he builds all these damn suits, and then, like, it, there's just sort of, like, I don't know, it did take away from it, because the whole thing was, in the first two movies, he's got a, like, he's slowly building on the technology, making it better, yeah. now all of a sudden he's got, like, a suit for every special need. One thing, actually, uh, the lack of spectacle is the lack of... Like, anyone can really use it at this point. Like, we have uh, the president, well, not really using it, but he's in it. You have uh, one of the, the I guess, the, enhance, the extremist enhancels using the suit when he's masquerading as a War Machine or Iron Patriot. You have Pepper briefing the suit, knowing how to use it just fine. Uh, no, she, well, she, didn't, she didn't know how to use it. I don't she know. She shot backwards and blasted herself yeah. through a window. What okay, to be fair, she didn't know how to okay. use the suit By the end, at the, at the end, though. Then she did some pretty, I mean... Pretty fine stuff with this with the with, with an the arm of a suit. Still, well, okay. Well, wait. <laughs> it's not that hard That's to use. That's another question I have. What's it? Okay, so she becomes she's enhanced extremist. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden she gets super intelligent. That's part of the the deal. They kind of made it look like that, but there was no build up or explanation for that. No. Like plus, he, why didn't she? She did they, all they of a sudden. Gave just her know a badass how... moment. Deal with it, guys. No, no, oh no. no. I'm not wrong with her. I'm not against her yeah, having a badass moment. I want her to have one that feels more earned. Absolutely. I, I personally, I thought. Pepper Potts in the suit would have been awesome had she had her own suit. Which is comic based and Rescue? that's cool. So Which she... I've heard of. I, I haven't actually read, but I've, I've heard of. Yeah, Rescue, I think that would have been a much better... Defense based. That... It doesn't matter. Bottom line is seeing her in a suit, recall... again, I'm the comic book fan. I'm like, oh look, it's it's like Rescue, that's cool. Well, like... Hey, hey, I'm, I'm the like just the regular film goer. I yeah. wanted to see that. I personally didn't like how Pepper Potts was set up as like Danzel in Distress again. Mm. And then With she gets this one little... Bu- this one little... Yeah, but oh man, come on! That's I what, love Pepper Potts because she's a strong character. Yes, she is. But that's what to be fair, Lois for thirty-five and... years she wasn't. Okay, but in in the movie universe, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking strictly the movie universe. I think Pepper Potts is a pretty strong female character. Sure, she's got abs that prove it. Well, yeah, no, she was definitely rocking the gym for this movie. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and then she gets this one badass moment at the end that felt like oh well because she became what she was right was a now she's all of a sudden super intelligent knows how to use all of tony's junk right like it just seemed a bit ridiculous like it seemed a bit ridiculous it seemed a little overplayed it was it was it, like i, I would have liked i'm not have, against her having the moment i'm against the, the, the with the the precision and perfection of the moment it just seemed a little like whoa really well and the thing is too like her supposed death when she falls 
we all saw that coming from a mile away. Like yeah. there was like it's so typical. You know, for a moment, I wanted her to, to be a certain dead, extent. To be yes, but you don't. But my wife's next to me. Going, oh my god, they killed her. Like she had a. Moment. I wondered for a moment if they'd right. kill her because ever since well, I, I mean, when I saw Dark Knight and they killed off uh, Rachel Dawes, I did not expect that. Yeah, no, movie. I thought that was great. Which I, I thought was a great move. So I actually thought, like, maybe they'll do that here. Maybe will they actually kill Pepper? Because that'd be a big, ballsy move. And it would have been, been, and I think it might have worked better in some ways. But at the same time, like, I knew she was coming back. I know. As soon as she hit the ground, like, I knew she was coming back. I don't Why would they even bother fixing her at this point? Like, Well, that's the other thing. It's they, like, she's kind of perfected the... Like, cause the, the she initial, doesn't want to be it. She doesn't no, but it was just interesting. Like, it seemed like... They, they needed they needed Tony to perfect the formula. Yet every other super soldier seems to be all right, except for the ones where they actually detonated them. Like these enhanced isles, for the most part, they weren't blowing up. They weren't. Dying. Yeah, that's true. They it seemed kind of random. Like only if like one in a handful. Like, like when they get to the docks or the shipping yard, mm-hmm. there's, there's a tons ton of them. of them. Yeah, and they're not blowing up. They're 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 you know at their optimal. You know, that's all to build. X amount versus all the suits. I understand that, but it just seemed odd because earlier they wanted Tony to help them perfect the formula. Yeah, that was the whole point of having but Tony But the formula there. seems fine. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not blowing true. anyone up. Killian seems just fine. He seems pretty happy about it. So, like, I just didn't... That part didn't really make a lot of sense once you see that there's so many of them and there's no problem. Because they built it up in the idea that they need him to perfect it. Okay, that's an interesting... That's why they need Tony alive. That's why they don't really want him to be dead. That's why they have Pepper as collateral, Though they basically. did just shot up, shoot up his whole entire house. Very yeah, easily killing him. Yeah. It, like, yeah. they could have killed him so simply there. Again, a bit of a plot hole there, like, in that a sense. A little, yeah. If, like, but you're right. It, they didn't seem to really need him all that much because there was so many of them. It's like, it's a minor flaw. It was they the, made it seem like it was a much more major flaw, and that's why they needed Tony yeah. to be there to fix it. I don't. I'm coming off as more negative on it than I than I want to be. <laughs> I I think there are a lot of there are some flaws in the movie. It was funny sometimes, a little easy, as you said, too. Funny. Sometimes they go for the easy joke, but you know what? That's what that's how they built up this Tony. Yep. He's like that. It felt very quippy, and it felt very Robert Downey, and uh, that part was good. I mean. And again, the idea of, the, of using the Mandarin in this way isn't a bad one. Well, as long, if it wasn't called Mandarin, like it was any anyone else, like why couldn't they have just made? I don't know. Just calling them the Mandarin just was what upsets me. I I, I thought we were going to get to see an actual like I thought they're going to be technology or something. Like they could even say it's technology that they got from the invasion of New York. I don't care. Like. Yeah, no, exactly. There yeah. could have been some that sort of explanation. That actually would have been cool. Like, we, we got this from, like, even though it's a throwaway, that advanced idea mechanics, it's this big think tank, they were able to, they take reverse this technology. Reverse engineering alien technology. Reverse alien technology. That, again, harkens back to the whole, you know, him having PTSD from the whole Battle of New York, ties it back to that, and then actually having to see someone using, like, not magic, but, like, these really cruel alien technology rings. I would have bought that. That would have been awesome. No, it's a. It's, that's what I thought we'd see. I know that's what we were hoping for. They they did waste the Mandarin for sure. It's his arch nemesis. We wanted better. His you know, arch nemesis. Like Nate will lose his crap. <laughs> maybe um, you don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll I, I'm, I'm pretty upset about it. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, like yeah, I mean, like, I mean I was, that's what I thought when I saw the Mandarin in the trailer. I was like, oh man, this like, is gonna be cool. It's sad when Whiplash is cooler in the in the in the movies than the Mandarin. <laughs> Like Whiplash well, is a joke villain in the comics. Like they they co- kind of combine two two characters in order to make them. They combine Titanium Man and um, um, and Whiplash to make this weird Whiplash for the movies. Mm-hmm. He's still much cooler than this version of Man. Yeah, I, I really like like I, I enjoyed Iron Man too a lot. 
Well, yeah, I guess you. But you were buying the Mandarin until they reveal that he's a. Joke I was because right? I because I thought we were building up to a really cool. Yeah, yeah. they were they were setting him up and then they pulled the rug out from under. That being said, like the climax we got was still fine. It's just I felt like they they were selling me on something, and it's great that they were able to go. You know what you thought you were going to get? They do this nice twist. It just insulted me as a comic fan. The comic fan part of me yeah, died a little. Uh, it insulted me too. <laughs> I'm just the, the movie. That bothered you? Absolutely. I, I thought it Mandarin would have been, you know, like I think that disrespects the character, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't know the character as well as you guys, but I still think that that's they crapped on him. Yeah, yeah it's the, like getting the, a cloud the, for Galactus. It's the yeah, but the movie part of me, the movie-going part, is able to forgive it more because it's a really cool twist. Because you do it's expect, not that cool a twist. It's been done before. It's been done, but it's a it's a good. I mean, like not in the superhero com- in the, movies. No, it hasn't been done in the, in the Marvel universe yet. But at the same time, superhero movies are very basic generally. And ultimately, what did they do the twist for? It was for freaking crappy jokes. A little. Like, let, let's face it, right? Like he they he they crapped on the Mandarin. They crapped on. <laughs> they did crap on the that's, Mandarin. That's bottom line. But Kingsley did a great job. No. Like I said, it's all, I think all the actors did a good job. Like, none of them, I, I can't pull out anyone mm. specifically that was bad. Um, I don't think. I wasn't a huge fan of Rebecca Hall as Maya Hansen. I don't really know what, if she really needed to be there. Yeah, no, she just felt kind like, of worked. Did her character really add much? Like, it, it gave, like it, I don't think it really she did. She brought Tony to, well, she didn't even do, she didn't even succeed in her mission, right? Like she no, like, I mean, the idea that she, long time ago, what, Tony helped, was trying to help, like help her while he was trying to better. I mean, it was it was kind of an odd. I don't know. It felt a little odd. And yeah, uh, they seemed to want to bring it in there so that there would be some tension between her and Pepper, though, and that didn't even really work out. Like, no, Pepper didn't really give a damn. No, she didn't. as she shouldn't, because who cares, right? Yeah, because Tony I would be an idiot ago. to leave her. It just felt like an odd. Like the, I think the again, it was character recognition. I I know the character quite well in the comics because she showed up for a long time. Uh, until she died. Now, even there's like there's the legacy of the character played a big part in the recent Marvel Now launch because Extremis was a huge part of that storyline. So, I mean, the, the character has significance in the comics. Did the character need to be here? Here, I well, don't it's think her she research did. that essentially launches Extremis. Yeah, and her joining aim is what leads to the weaponizing of it. Yeah, right? I don't know. I I almost felt like they could have. If you're gonna, I mean, they're already lifting out parts whatever they want from the the, the actual comics. They could have just made it Killian's thing. Like, why do we even need her to be involved? Like, it could have just been him saying, you know, screw off, Tony's saying screw off to Killian years ago, and that's that's the inciting incident. It didn't need to involve her. She wasn't an essential cog in that story. Well, again, they could have expanded on her. They could have they could have wasted less time in Tennessee with that child. Well, that was kind of fun. It was all right, Again, but it did feel a bit like forced, it felt, and it felt like it's a bit oh, random. A, like he he breaks into a random garage. Yeah, like he just meets his kid. Yeah, he's a kid. It's it yeah. It, it was a bit like it was a bit much, and it didn't need to be that long. Like, that being said, I did like that they tied back to the the sense of you know abandonment issues with his father. I guess because his father never really gave him like that kind of love that he wanted or the the, you know, the approval until he kind of got it years later in Iron Man two. So I kind of like that they kind of played up that idea and that he kind of forms his bond with someone else because Tony never really grew up. Like he yeah, he's, he's so always he's, kind of been a child. Yeah, that's true. So him bonding with a child, I kind of like that. It was completely random and it did feel like a very eighties thing because well, there was the, always you know the kid only reason he was there 80s. was to investigate the previous uh, bomb, right? Yes. Which was that was the only reason though he just recreated an entire crime scene mm. in, in his own lab did no one notice that Iron Man came out of the water I mean that felt a little weird too 
Like when, well, yeah, exactly. Drowned, yeah, like, yeah. Like, no one noticed, and no one tracked the, like, something the size of a human being hurtling across... Well, that's what I mean is the whole presumed dead thing I thought was ridiculous like he went because from, it just seemed way too quick to presume him dead. Like, he went from California to Tennessee. No one noticed on radar. I'm pretty sure in the first Iron Man movie, well, they, they, they established it, yeah. that they could track it. Mark 1. Yeah, oh... I guess, or Mark II, I guess. Yeah, but point, wait, wait, three. wait. The, he, the kid specifically said, it wouldn't it be cool if you had stealth on this badge? Right? And yeah. he didn't. So, and I mean, you would think that the government or the Avengers would be tracking him as well. Like, he w- they would be more on top of him, knowing what happened in New York and going yeah, on. Yeah, I think Nick Fury would be like, what are you doing? I just didn't get the whole presumed <laughs> dead thing. I thought that was just a ridiculous, like, statement. Like, it, it, did, like, it didn't add any sort of, like, Oh, you actually believe Tony's... Like, nobody believed he was dead. Like, it was just kind of a stupid thrown-in line. Okay, like, but it's it's for the public to know what actually... What the what, she, what S.H.I.E.L.D. would... Even S.H.I.E.L.D. knew, right? If S.H.I.E.L.D. knew Tony was okay, they don't need to let the public know. The public can know what they need to know. Yeah, but they, they didn't make it a cover story. That would have been kind of cooler in one way. Like, they were giving him time to figure this whole thing out, and this was a cover story to try to keep the Mandarin off his track. That could have been that, but they didn't explicitly explain that at all. They just no. were like, and does no one recognize him at all? Like he's like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, one of the most famous people on the planet. Well, they played that, and they didn't play that, right? Because when he goes to that, uh, well, he's in a small town, in Tennessee, and that one kid in the van notices him and has an orgasm over him, the tattoo oh, yeah. on his arm. Yeah. I, lo- I I love that guy because he's on the uh, sitcom uh, Happy Endings, and I uh, like T-Boy. Oh, I recognized like, him. Wait right a minute, out. that guy. I'm like, uh, that was a nice cameo because I really like. I love that guy. Though again, it was a bit overdone, like for the laughs. A little like, bit. Oh, hey, look at this tattoo! I but I got this guy to do this tattoo off a doll that I made of you because I'm obsessed with you and I'm. That a was freak. a little weird. It was a bit much. There were some weird moments. It was a bit over the top. Like the whole movie had that that feel though, and that's what kind of I think ruined it for me in in one sense that like I didn't know whether to take this seriously or to like is this all a big joke because it sort of didn't strike a proper balance. Whereas mm-hmm. I thought the first two struck a great balance of keeping things serious. And still having the great jokes involved. A nitpick I do have is I wasn't completely sold on having more gold in the armor. I didn't like the design either. Yeah, you didn't like the design. Too much right? gold. It was too much gold. It yeah. just didn't quite seem right. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. If you, if you get, I, I, I had no problem with the. the oh, of this is the like the one thing Paul and I don't like together. You're like, no, I'm good. Honestly, it didn't bother me. Like, I mean, what does it matter? Like, he changes up the color a bit. Mm. I, I thought it was kind of cool. It changed it like changed it up a bit. I didn't like that he had 43 freaking suits sitting around, because apparently all he does is build them all day. I, I was okay with that, because he's, obs- he's, he's kind of an obsessive-compulsive in some ways, and I guess, he's, but dealing, I mean, he's dealing with a trauma. Like, he did die. Like, he, was, he pretty much almost died. Like, he thought he was going to be dead. He kind of resigned himself to the fact, like, he th- flew something through a wormhole, saw the other side, like, what would that do to your psyche? And as someone who... Tries to understand the world around you and build things. Oh, I had no problem with him having like panic attacks and stuff. I thought that like it humanizes him. I, oh, I thought they idea. almost played up. The but humor. again, they made it the too hu- jokey. They almost played up the humor of the panic attacks instead of really delving into. Yeah, it. absolutely. It was. Should, that, it should have been darker. I think in that sense that like it should like, have been. It should have felt more serious. Like because that would probably happen. And, although they kind of did that in the la- in the last one because he was dying and they they kind of had him act out. So I feel like if they'd kind of gone too hard, it would have felt similar. Because, like, they, he kind of needed a kick in the pants in the second one. It'd be like, get over yourself, uh, fix it, move on. Where, like, because he was dying. Right, right, And yeah, dealing okay. with all his issues. And I, I guess if you, it would have been too easy to do the same thing here. Him, like, struggling with getting, o- like, getting over what had happened in Avengers. And then having someone, let's say Nick Fury or some, or even just Pepper say, like, get over it. 
would feel a little bit too similar to Iron Man 2. No, but they didn't have to play it up so jokey about his panic Because really, they're, they're, those were played for laughs. They were kind of played and for that, laughs. And that's unfortunate, because like, it would have been more interesting if he had like a bit more trauma. Now, Paul, so uh, so we we saw it, the three of us, with your wife, Paul, uh, April. Not Paul, because that'd be you. <laughs> that'd be me. Yeah. That'd be you. Um, no, you're, what did April think of the movie? She enjoyed it. She thought it was amazing. She, had no she thought it was really good? It. Yeah, as, as someone who's a... Uh, you know, barring putting up with my geekdom every now and again, she has no backward knowledge. I mean, yeah. She just enjoys the movies. She enjoys are. the Avengers. Yeah, phase, like she enjoyed Avengers Phase One. I yep. guess all the this movies. This is Avengers there. Phase Two. Yeah, she, she doesn't feel like part of a phase, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, no, I, would, it, it I don't. I don't stress it. I I'm not that I'm stressing it. I'm just more surprised because Iron Man One launched this whole new era. Like when you saw Sam Jackson show up, and you're like. I, I lost my shit. I, I lost know. my shit because I, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a ma- the Avengers Initiative." Yeah. I just lost. I'm it. in. Yeah, so, no, I, absolutely. And, and the and idea, I thought that was really and cool. the idea that like you think you're the, the only hero, like there's this grander world, right? And that they're building this universe is so fascinating. And I just thought we'd get a little bit more of a glimpse into the second wave. We're building up to Avengers two, in some way. Yeah, they, so almost, they almost tried too now, hard right? to make it stand alone in a way. That's that was the idea, though. That's. Like, I, I don't mind. I don't mind it being standalone, but like at the same time, just not even having any like sort of references to the the post credit sequence doesn't even necessarily have it have to have anything to do with the movie itself. I mean, we've seen that before. I mean, the Thor after credit sequence obviously it took place with Doctor Selvig, but really it was with the Cosmic Cube and Nick Fury. It had nothing really to do with the movie before it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the post credit sequence in uh, not Thor? Um, I can't even remember. In the Hulk? Hulk? In Hulk? It, it was, was weird. Oh, that was 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 Ross, no, yeah, Ross is in the bar, and then Stark comes in to talk to him. Okay. It's kind of an odd... Yeah, well, they Which explain... they cleared up with the, uh, with the short. With in the one shot. Yeah, well, there's a one shot that cleared that up. Have you seen that one? There's a one shot that cleared that there's up? There's a Marvel one shot. That's what they call it. It was on one of the Blu-rays. I think it was Thor? Yeah, I think it's Thor as well. Thor, and it clears up that, or, that, that yeah, situation. And it, it cleared up what happened. Oh, they explain it. They actually, it's actually a clever way of explaining exactly why. If they, I remember correctly, wasn't it? Um, it was called the consultant, and it was basically that um, to, uh, Coulson and one of the other agents are sitting in a diner, and they're talking about the fact that um, they were thinking of trying to get Abomination to be on the Avengers. They're trying to say like we don't want that, and so they convinced Tony Stark to do something for them, and they were hoping that Tony Stark would basically piss off Ross, which he did. Anyways, huh. you haven't seen that. No, so you have to watch that. I guess so. We'll put it in on the player after, uh, <laughs> yeah. after the podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, Iron Man Two ended with again Coulson going and finding Thor's hammer. Yes, it has nothing really to do with Iron Man Two except for now we know why Coulson left in the middle of Iron Man Two. So right. they could have done, done something that didn't really have a lot to do with it. Yeah, but uh, like at the, the end of Avengers, you tease Thanos. How do you? So but I mean, Thor is Thor is coming mm-hmm. out in November. They could have done another like just to throw off the Thor. They I mean, Ruffalo being there was kind of cool, but at the same time, it, it just felt kind of like almost forced. I thought we'd see a reference or something building up the Guardians of the Galaxy. But didn't it, didn't it almost feel forced though that it's like, oh, we want to put Ruffalo into more because we had so little Ruffalo. Um, like I, to me, it just felt like, oh, it's Ruffalo, great. Like, it, they're just throwing him in there, so he's there. My it issue didn't really it, feel like it was... My issue with it wasn't that Ruffalo was there and that... It just... It did feel a little odd just because it didn't feel like they had the same level of chemistry. 
Yeah, like, it didn't tie into the movie at all. Like, it sort of just was like... That's so, the end of his story. He was but calling I'm fine with that part. It just... It didn't... To the end. It didn't feel like natural as an as Yeah, an that's what I mean. Is it felt Because I love their romance in Avengers. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. It, whereas this felt like, we love them in Avengers, we're going to put them in here together. But it didn't quite feel like well, it had the magic. Because didn't do it. I don't know. I, it probably... That's probably Maybe, but yeah, it could, it could be just the dialogue it wasn't all that great. It wasn't, like, the best written scene. Again, like I said, it felt more sort of thrown in. In order to, I, I when when it was coming out, when it, like when we were waiting for it in theater, I kind of felt like that should have been. I felt like there should have been should have been two stingers. We should have had one which would have been like Thanos, where it'd be mid credits, and that's the one you're like, oh man. And then the one after the post credits is for those who stayed stayed behind. You get your swarm a moment, and that's what this felt like. But we didn't get the juice. We didn't get the Thanos moment. Yeah. Well, and then the weird thing was not that I want two stingers every time, but they established this kind of interesting precedent with Avengers, which I thought maybe they would follow that because the um, yeah the moment that we got was fun, but it wasn't it wasn't kind of didn't feel like it's tying into that universe. You're expecting every post credit sequence so far has been pretty awesome in some way. I mean, the Thor again. The Thor one had the cosmic cube. It makes you wonder, like, what's that for the comic book fans? You're like, oh shit, Cap America hasn't come out yet, but this must tie in there. Um, uh, Iron Man one, you have Nick Fury. Iron Man two, you have Thor's hammer. There are all these big moments. Even the 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 Hulk one. That was the first inkling that they're actually going to tie these movies together because we just watched Iron Man two months ago. There's Tony Stark. These big moments and they make you wonder what they could do with it. And then here, oh look, it's Mark Ruffalo and he fell asleep in a chair. Yeah, it was a letdown. It moment was, in that regard, sure. Part of it's I, I'm a little I'm expecting too much, but they built mm-hmm. me to they've built you that, up yeah, to yeah. expect this from a Marvel movie that you stay but after the the credits roll and you're going to get something extra yeah. and it's going to be awesome and it was cool but it wasn't awesome. And why not set up Thor? Like I don't you know like all the other one previous ones have been a setup to something that we're going to see in the future. Well, I thought it would be a setup in some way to the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's an unknown property. No one knows True, it. Fair it's coming out what next summer. Um, that's, I mean, that's a big gamble for Marvel because, I mean, every, obviously Iron Man was like a C-level hero and no one really knew him until he came out and it was a big splash, which I don't think anyone thought would be as big a splash No, no one expected was. Iron Man 1 to be what But it was. at least he was like, well, C-less is not fair, but he, in, well, to the, to the people who don't read comics, he was maybe B-level. Like, because no one knew him. A comic book level, he's one of the main three Avengers. Right. So obviously I think of him differently, but... You didn't know who Iron Man really was before. Well, I knew Iron Man from, like, the cartoons. Name. Yeah, from the cartoons. like, I grew up with X-Men and Iron Man, okay. like, Fantastic Four. Yeah, but that's so. not... That, but but he wasn't on X-Men level for you. No, absolutely not. He, whereas now he could be, like, as a, oh, as a character. I love Tony Stark. He's awesome, right? So it's just this... Yeah, I just thought we'd have a little bit more build-up to Guardians of the Galaxy, which is such a tough sell. Tougher sell than Doctor Strange would be, in a lot of ways. Like, you, ha- how are you going to make a movie work with a talking raccoon... And a giant, like, basically an ent from uh, Lord of the Rings, like a, a tree man, like a tree person. Like, Again, it all depends. I mean, the, the, it could work out great, but I just thought you, it'd be help, it'd nice be to serve Star it up. Wars. It'll be Marvel Star Wars, be good. It should be good, and I want it to be good so badly. I just mm-hmm. thought we'd get a little bit, a taste of it. But, uh, a taste towards something. It, there was no fit for it here, I don't think. Well, no. and then they threw up Tony Stark will return. Very James Bond esque, and yeah, and you know, oh, he's coming back. Well, it's interesting too because in leading up to this movie, with all the promotion, Robert Downey Jr. has been very mum on, you know, am I coming back? Am I yeah, I know he's been sort of like, yeah, am I retiring? And you'd sort of get that feel of like, yeah, yeah maybe this but, is the I last mean, one. He's going to be in Avengers too. He can't not be. Yeah, I, I don't think he's not. Gonna but be. maybe there won't be an Iron Man four. And I mean, at the, as a, as a concluding chapter, this did an okay job at shutting 
that door, the only problem is that door is going to open when Avengers 2 happens. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I thought it's was kind of silly, is, like, they like tried if, to wrap the whole story of the yeah. three and make it, like, this is the trilogy, mm-hmm. and here's the final chapter of this, like, trilogy. Like, even the end Wrap credit, it all in a bow. Even the end credits show that, because you see glimpses of all, yeah, the, of movies. all the movies. So they are trying to bring it to a close, but it doesn't exist in and of itself anymore. It's part yeah, of the Avengers. And, and that's why I kind of feel like they didn't need to wrap it in a bow. It was kind of silly. And the fact that they take his arc out, you know, it's like, why? What for? Like, why did they need to do that? How does that make him a better person? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, because like now I can remove the shrapnel from my chest. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. It just seemed unnecessary and sort of as a comic book thing. Uh, that guy uh, has been so messed up in the comics that sometimes I wonder if he even has a heart. Because at one point he physically had no actual beating heart; it was just mechanical. Yeah. And different writers decided so did to, Picard, but... to kind of, you know, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, but some people just He's decided. The most human of them all. Some people just decide to put things back in him. But in the comics, like, he's had so much shit done to him. He's been shot, paralyzed. Uh, that's why he used in the comics um, uh, what's the, the modular armor. It was completely based by his thought patterns, which they kind of alluded to here and used. Well, yeah, they played that here, too. Yeah, they, they Sometimes he was in the suit, sometimes he wasn't. I, I personally don't think he was in the suit enough. I think he was too much of an action hero on his own, which I thought was a bit like... Like, the thing that one of my big, like, complaints about uh, the third uh, Batman was... Batman was, like, in ten minutes of the movie. It was ridiculous. Like, when I see Batman... Don't get me on Batman. Yeah, he's not a big fan. No, of I know. It's it. But, I, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when I, when I see a superhero movie, I want to see the superhero. That's part of what I would We did get see. a lot of him kind of being, you know... Well, being very 80s action hero-esque with him yeah. having, like, a, the semi... Not having the, the rig, but having like a few things. The he was very items. Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon in this. Yes, in he a was. Lot of ways. He was the crazy one. And the jokes. And the jokes. Yeah. And the jokes. I, yeah. I did. I, I did like though that we got to see him inventing, inventing on the fly, like, and and using homemade things and and creating. That was kind of cool. It was all right, but I mean, it's it felt a bit like it. It plays up him as the engineer, and that's how they're using him here. And I like that aspect that he's he's not just a superhero. He is a man, and he but when an he invades that base, he's he's like I don't know. He like, does become a bit of an action star at that point. Like it was a bit a bit much. But yeah, that's not very Tony Stark. Which yeah, one? like he would have suited up. Like that's Tony Stark. Yeah, to, to, to yeah, kind of sneak into that base, and I thought, I mean, obviously in the movie they play it just for like a oh moment, but the whole Air Force One and him not actually being in the suit was an odd choice because he could have been. Yeah, like, no, I know exactly. Like in the comics, whenever they do that, usually there's a specific reason. But it just felt like very, he's not there. Well, they just played it for the gag where he runs into the the bus. Basically, yeah. Like, was there any other real reason to do that? I'm looking. He at was on Air Force One, right? Like he was there. Mm-hmm. So why not slap the suit on and do your thing, right? Like again, mm-hmm. it was like, here's Iron Man, but he's not Iron Man, right? Yeah, like, that was an odd choice because we get it. You don't have to be in the armor, but there was no. It didn't add anything except for yeah, the it's gag. true. Like the the whole the whole thing with his armor, like the new armor, like being able to come to him and everything. Yeah. Well, plus, they, they kind of play up the fact that it's easy to dismantle it. Like, there's a few yeah, times... Exactly. Whereas, yeah, exactly. Like, why but, did it fall apart so easily? Yeah, but with all that pressure of all these people, like, basically... Like, he's carrying 12 people. I mean, yes, they have the, you know, the nice daisy chain going on, but mm. basically he's carrying all those people, and it doesn't rip the armor apart. But as one soon as he hits the bus... The impact the of the bus just shatters it. Didn't that seem a little odd? And like even when it when it attacks Pepper in bed, and he just kind of doesn't just throw something at it, but just well, no, he he tells it to shut down. He does like a hand signal. Okay, but it just seemed very like wasn't. Yeah, sometimes they played it up like it just flimsy and falls apart, and sometimes it's pretty solid. Yeah, but when he's got parts of it on him, it's like rock solid. 
but then other times it's very flimsy. I mean, it's just a little inconsistent. I'm picking apart. You yes. are picking apart. Like we are picking. I, apart. I can go on and go. Like one thing that bugged me, which is not oh, even please existent, tell me. is so nonsensical. But here you have Rhodey, who's been assigned to hunt down these possible locations where Mandarin's doing mm-hmm. his feed, right? Yeah. So he gets captured. Fine. Yeah. Right. And when he's released from the suit because he's being slightly tortured, he pops out of the suit in jeans and a neon green golf shirt. Yeah. Shouldn't he be in army fatigues or something under that suit, you would think, when he's on mission? Like, not yeah. in his casual civilian clothes? That just seems... You make a good point. Yeah, no, that, that is a fair an point. An odd workshop choice to me. Like, yeah. it's, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, because Tony always looked like he was ready to work out. Like he, he always, Well, yeah, he always have... wears tight-fitting clothes because it's supposed to be pretty confining in yeah. his suits, right? You yeah. make a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, the president could get in pretty easily. Well, the, the well, yeah, that was the other thing. The pre, it, like the suits seem to be so interchangeable, which well, is well, so, a bit but, ridiculous. But, no, it's, it's silly because when all the suits arrive and ready, I want one. I want one. Yeah. Oh no, they're all no, coded to is, me. Was it the forty-two that wasn't that could be coded to other people? Because that's the one that went on Pepper, right? Yes. I, I, know, yeah. I think I think he summed it on the Pepper. Okay. Say, well, hey, he, did, he does that. To, he's, but he's she's able to it. use it, and she interacts not but, well. Uh, but yeah, but. but I think that he was allowing it to happen. Okay. Right? Yeah, Whereas he, he transferred, I yeah. guess, the suit over. But he wouldn't have installed these same kind of protocols on the Iron Patriot armor. Well, at, here's the weird thing, exactly, because Rody was using it, and then but I guess the AIM, but AIM revamped it. Well, wait a second. Let, let's just well, like, hammered it. No, no. But they even said that AIM here was the well, one. That, yeah, the AIM rebranded. Like, it was aimed to help them rebrand. I almost Which thought makes that sense, was... because the president and the vice president were involved. Vice uh, president's involved with AIM. They get... So maybe that's how they had some of the workings, but you'd still think that Tony, at some point, would say, I want to make sure that no one uses this but you. Yeah. And, and, solves the, and codes it to, to Rhodey. But then you lose part of the movie, because it, was it wouldn't a plot make device. sense. Yeah. Well, well, again, the whole thing, he, like, downloaded from the suit all that information about AIM. And I thought that was going to come into play in the sense that, like... They were going to take over the suit. Why didn't they just program that like a failsafe for themselves? Mm. Sort of like in Iron Man Two, yeah, like, right. Like why wouldn't he just have programmed that in? Like because War Machine does get taken over, yeah, in Iron Man Two, right? And they, uh, the whole thing, I, I guess, the Iron Patriot armor is a new set of armor, right? It's not yeah. just War Machine from Iron Man Two. I guess, right? yeah, because they because even they the way he off. gets out of the suit is is different. Is uh, exactly like all the other suits now, which was shown in Avengers the first time, right? Like they'll sort of. It straps itself onto you, like, mm-hmm. instead of you actually getting into all the pieces, right? That yeah. sort of straps itself around. He's really come a long way since Iron Man One when he had to be in the rig. Well, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fitting him, and and now well, it's even just Avengers, really he had that. Yeah, he had he had a, like a partial like on the platform. When yeah, he, when he like he's always had a rig up yeah. until now. Where now the suit. Well, just no, straps he, at the at, when he when he upgrades the the Mark Eight at the end of Avengers, it flies out the window and catches him. And well, that's the first one to to strap it itself yeah. around. What him. I liked more about that that felt a little bit more realistic in some ways because he at least had the armbands on, which helped sure. attract it. Whereas here, it just seemed very like. Ha- well, well, he injected ins- himself. Well, I he know. installed yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. We, again, yeah, it, feel, it felt a little bit like. Too forced in some ways, a little bit like. And how far? Like, what are the propulsion systems on these pieces? Because they go really far. And like, how much? How much technology is really like? It was before. It would all be like different parts of the suit. But now each part can travel, like what from Tennessee to Florida, very fast. Doesn't that seem a little a little too easy? Well, and the face mask goes like, by itself yeah, it as has, well like, like it, has that happened it did seem a bit odd like uh, we are picking things apart but it just but yeah from a technical yeah, yeah, standpoint like the crotch piece a couple of times i get it it's i know it's just the, the 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 first two movies had a little bit more of a sense of how the technology worked and a more internal logic 
There's a little bit less here because they wanted to. They, well, they wanted, wanted to make it more grandiose. Well, and they wanted to play with the gag of this suit can take off any piece and mm-hmm. it just attaches to him, which is cool. But again, they played it more for gags than for it actually being impressive. Because like at the end, at the beginning of the movie, when you have all the parts attaching, it's like that's really cool. But then they immediately cut away from being impressive because oh look, you know pieces are going over there and now it's funny. Like they kept doing that over and over again in different but that, pieces. But yeah, but that, see, it's okay because they did it in the first two, right? It yeah. still follows suit, right? I remember watching the first one. He's testing all the pieces. He's flying into the car. I had no, pro- I had no problem. Gassing yeah, but him. see, that was in testing phase. But when he actually went out and used the suit, it was badass. And that's what you want to see, like, right? But at the beginning, I was still test phase. He's still feeling out this new concept. He's got right, when he first does, okay, but it happens fun. again. Though. But but it, but it keeps happening. Like a bunch of times in the movie, you have. But they not mentioned quite that acting. that's for, for Mark Forty Two. Well, still a prototype. It's not. Yeah. Right? Well, and obviously it has okay. its own independent power source. But again, that seemed kind of weak too, right? Because it's like, oh, well, this power source is that crappy. I mean, he created an arc reactor that sits in his chest. You know, that can power yeah, why was never a boosting whole city. It from, why wasn't he ever boosting anything from his chest? Yeah, why was he holding a I freaking mean, I don't car like, battery to charge the suit? Why yeah, didn't like, he just charge it from his chest? He could have had booster cables in his chest. Well, it, it, well, right, Paul? I mean, he could. I mean, we are getting very technical. We are starting to break it down a little bit too far, but at the same time, it, it like that stuff on a subconscious level obviously pulls away from its reality, which is one of the things I felt that this movie was, compared to the other two, the other well, two felt more plausible. That, and this that one felt a little bit to too, too much. So much on its own before it's combined with him. Yeah. One thing I do like a lot is that we didn't uh, have any more armor on armor action, because like, yeah, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I mean the the first two were arm, armored villains each yep. time, and after a while it gets to be a little repetitive, at least because it's in the comics you can do more things, but in visually you can only kind of shoot in certain ways. So at least we had a different type of villain. Yeah, no, that that's, was nice. That's fair. That was I guess because Iron Man is a little limited in his villains category because a lot of them are very similar. So at least they went in a different it's direction. Cool of all superheroes, though, right? Yeah, but more so of, of Iron Man. Like, uh, I like Batman. They're all crazies, but at least they're very different crazies and it's all psychological. Whereas with with Iron Man, it's generally they're all going to have a suit. And they're going to do something a little different with the suit. Maybe they're going to melt things because it's the melter, or maybe it's the unicorn. And he's going to have a—he's an actual Iron Man villain. He's going to have an energy blast come out of his forehead. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it's stupid, but at least it's—it's it's happening. Nothing yeah. stupider than the melter, though. In the melter in the original comics, you'd have the weird, awkward, like gold armor, and the melter be melting his armor. Yeah. Nowadays, well, they played that on in this one, sort of, with these guys melting his armor. And yes, they, they played that a bit. Yes, they did. The, the idea, yeah, you're right, they did. So they kind of took a little bit of the melter and made it a little bit more cool. Well, a lot cooler than the melter is. Have you ever seen the melter? Yeah. Oh, it's retarded. Well, I mean... Uh, I mean, there's well, a lot of retarded comic villains. One of my favorite retarded comic villains is called the Matador, and he fights Daredevil. It's terrible. Daredevil used to have, used to have no original villains but the Matador. Anyways. Nice. Yeah. That's, that, that's the villain you want. Okay. In the rogues gallery. So, Tony nails it, right? We're happy with his performance. It's yes. It's movie. Down, yeah, Downey, Downey, Downey plays Tony. Downey rocks Downey it. makes anything work. Like, okay. Pepper though, was good. You had issues with some damsel distress moments, but overall Pepper is still uh, doing well. I, she, I enjoyed Pepper. Is she still but, running Stark Industries? Yeah, yeah she is. So, in had... the second one, didn't she step down? At the no, end? You're... In the second Iron Man, I thought she stepped down at the end. 
Not that it, I can recall. Felt like it, but you know I haven't watched. Well, it no, because at the end they arrest um, the villain, right? Yeah, and but she's still pretty much in charge at that point. I, I thought she. I could have sworn she. Did she say she wanted that she quit, or like she didn't want the job? There's something about that. I don't know. I'd have to watch. Maybe it again. I'm crazy. It's been a while, but it's I, I don't remember that. Uh, and from Avengers, they didn't really touch on it at all. Like she was just helping build the uh, the building tower. Yeah. As much as they tried to make this like have a much more of an emotional core, like everything he was doing basically is because of his fear of losing her. I, yeah, I you don't you don't get that emotional connection. I though, didn't like, get as much of the emotional connection as I wanted to. Yeah, I you're right. There could be a little like we are meant to believe that he's done everything he does. He does it for her. He's got some Brian Adams playing in his head, um, but at the same time. We don't get a lot of them actually being the in the same Why the hell did he just build her a fucking suit then? Yeah. To protect her. But there's not a lot of them actually... He builds 43 of them, and he can't build one for Pepper? 42. 42, whatever. <laughs> um, Should have built one for Pepper. 42 is a... Instead of having to throw his suit over to her to save uh, her. I know. Because, oh, we gotta save well, That's what he does in the comics. Well, like, in the comics, she gets her own arc reactor. Yeah, that's what I mean. He, he should have... rejects it. Yeah. She doesn't want it. Still... Either way, he could have built one for her that he could have brought online in the same method of controlling it with his mind because he was controlling all the forty-something right, four, suits. We'll I wasn't. I, I guess I, I wasn't. I, I liked that she was being. They were using extremists on her, and he was going to have to figure out a way to fix it. But then they. It was such a quick. Abandoned that plot point because then it's more important to make her be able to survive the ending and then put the final smackdown on Killian. Um, but because I, 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 I would have rather her just been like almost dying because of the extremist enhanced on him being able to save her and then her not having superpowers. I just, it, I mean, obviously she'll get them taken out because she doesn't want them. But it kind of makes me wonder, like, why not? If he can stabilize the, some of the reactions, why wouldn't he want to be a superhero or have these abilities? Like, what's the advantage of, of not being a superhero at this point for her? She could be on an Avenger. Why not? Paul's going to be a Death Star. It's not Pepper? It's not Pepper. Then why bother? Yeah, it's true. I agree. I think they should have just left it as she needed to be cured because it was going to kill her. She's already been played up as the damsel in distress. I mean, so you take away that one moment of her, you know, give her one badass moment. Accepted people. Yeah, no, no. For I me, don't... that moment was when she was in the suit and, and helps and saved Tony. I think that her was the in the suit was way better than her punching or what's it called, using the the the, the armor. Arm. And I wish that could have been enough that they should be like, this is cool. Like just one, like this is you know obviously it's a life and death situation, but she's in the suit and maybe she doesn't use it quite correctly, but it's still I mean that's got to feel empowering. It's got to like I, I wanted to feel what what did Pepper feel from that? Like what did she get from that? She's an interesting character, as Tibor said. He liked that in the first two movies. She's been built up to be the strong character. I just wish we got a window into what was her reaction to being in the Iron Man armor and actually using it for a minute, like. Obviously, uh, um, Don uh, as uh, Rhodes loves it, loves the feeling of being in that suit. I wish we got a bit of that, just for a moment. And it would have been cooler if she had her own suit just for that moment. You know, like, he could have a- a- activated the rescue protocol, whatever. And then she has her own suit and she can get out of there. But she can't, uh, there's no offensive abilities, just like in the comics, so she can't actually take down, you know, the, uh, the helicopters. She can't really do anything to stop them. That would have been kind of cool. I agree. I, I think no more of her in the suit would have been cooler. Paul gives a lot of dead looks that do not translate well to radio. <laughs> but instead, he decided to do the clean slate protocol and blow up all the fucking suits. And that was a little odd. I get just ridiculous. I, I would have rather... Because we're he... wrapping this movie into a giant bow and saying, 
This is yeah, over. I would rather put them in the armory he, again. He, he picks up this little key thing and he kisses it. What's that? Like the, the revolt uh, of, of stuff he's got hiding somewhere? Like Maybe. I, well, well, it was just a screwdriver. It was I think it, it wasn't just a screwdriver. Yeah, it was just a screwdriver. No, like it a, wasn't a like key a of any sort. It was okay. just a was Phillips key. screwdriver, stort, short, stubby one. So the, that's it. I thought it was a funky key or something. No, no. No funky key, unfortunately. I would have rather they just, you know, have him put him in an armory and lock him away again. I mean, like, because in saying like this, like you're you're worth more to me than this. Yeah, instead I would have, I would have rather him instead of to blow him up and they all make nice fireworks out of the explosions. Yeah, which again felt cheesy. Like it, let's like it was like, oh look, it's Christmas Eve. Oh, <laughs> look at the suits go off. Oh, they're like little fireworks. Did he program them to blow up like fireworks? I guess he did. It was all it's part of the clean slate protocol. <laughs> it's part of the protocol. Yeah. Uh, any last thoughts? Because we got to wrap it up. Um, yeah, let's start with Paul okay. and we'll work around. To back. Do I get final say? All right. Cool. Uh, no, I usually right. get the final say. Okay, fine. Because you're myself. the host. Whatever. Um, well, overall, um, again, no movie's perfect, right? So we. What can, do you give it out of ten? Can go. How many shell? How many shell heads? How many shell heads? Out of 10? Uh, no, very enjoyable movie overall. I liked it better than the second one. It's first one's probably just a touch better, only because of it. It started this whole thing off. Um, and it was a kind of the, the perfect origin story for Iron Man. I think mm. there's not much you can do to make Iron Man one better. Um, so it, it has the edge, but uh, great way. And even if like, you look at, if you ignore the Marvel Universe movie verse, and you look at this as a trilogy, I think it's a solid trilogy that you can be very happy to put on your shelf and enjoy. Mm. I think it was very successful. Although Tibor won't be because he's not picking up Iron Man three <laughs> and uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> no, he's not. I will not. Um, but. I dug it. I'd give it eight and a half out of ten really? for okay. sure. Eight and a half repulsor blasts. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Tibor, how many repulsor blasts? Out of uh, ten. Out of, out of Although, ten. I just want to say one thing. It's interesting, Paul, that you used an eight and a half. When we try to give half ratings in the book of the month episode, I, I usually crack you were like, "No, yeah. we're doing full numbers or yeah. nothing." So just saying. Okay. Tibor, <laughs> I, I definitely didn't enjoy this as much as one and two. By far, no way near as as well. Like I know a lot of people crapped on number two. I really enjoyed number two. I thought it was fun. I, it was enjoyable. It was in the same vein as the first one. Mm. I, I don't know if Favre not being the director on this one sort of ruined that. He's barely in this one. Uh, that, like, He's I, got honestly, a lot of it in the hospital a, bed. Yeah, I mean, I didn't need him there. Like, you know. Like, Although I did like... I like that they reference him and he's there. Yeah. But, it, like, they, again, I think they, they were... There was enough of him. Like, uh, it wasn't I, overdone. It wasn't... Yeah. Like, it didn't felt like, you know... He was there as much as he was in the first two. Yeah, it was... It was well, like, I had no complaints about him more, being there. But he played more of a more strategic role, which I like, because he was, he was the impetus for Tony to really be angry. Yeah, no, it's true. And, like, I, again, that emotional sort of thing... Him getting hurt was basically a plot device. You know, absolutely, yeah. But, again, there wasn't... But it worked that, for me. Just, like, him having to protect Pepper, because that's, the, you know, his greatest thing, and he loves her so much... That that sort of emotional connection between him and Happy, I didn't really feel that. Like he mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, okay, great." Like he's in the hospital and he gets kind of pissed off there for a moment, but it didn't feel. Uh, I, I I liked it. I felt that worked for me, and part of it's because we got to see them in the past. And yeah, like, I guess so. You see that sort of happy, relationship. happy stupid hair. I, I still didn't feel like the, the emotional connection as much between them. Like okay. I just again, that's I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Overall rating. Overall rating. I don't know, man. This is tough because uh, like I'm I'm not going to give it more than five. Really? Seriously, man. I, one and two were so much better, I, that, in my opinion, than than this one. Like, I, I honestly, I will not pick this up. I'm not gonna buy it. Madness. Like, I, I I won't see it again in the theater. I feel like for me, into the darkness with you. 
<laughs> in a darkness, by the way, it was a, we'll be doing a podcast, I believe. Yeah, in two yeah, weeks. It's a, uh, yeah, not looking forward to it. And I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I, like, these two are comic book fans. I'm the Star Trek yeah, fan. That's I'm, I'm a Trekkie, too. Now, I've heard Kurt Trekkie. I'm a TNG guy more than anything. Yeah, no, yeah, actually, that's fair. Right? Paul, Paul is so quite the I, I do think my Trek, but see, maybe put it this way, too. If they did this, the TNG crew, I'd probably be pissed. I'm not as partial to the Kirk crew, so them kind of rebooting it and doing it this kind of way, I get your point of them maybe over Hollywoodizing it to the masses is a problem. Because a lot of the hardcore Trekkies have issues with these movies because it doesn't appeal to them as much. It doesn't feel like Star Trek. It has the characters, but it doesn't have the heart. The heart of what Gene Roddenberry made. The soul of Gene Roddenberry. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back in the. Paul, maybe you should come and watch the movie with us. And then we can do the <laughs> yeah, maybe you should actually. Yeah. That we can get that the, the trifecta, right? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kirk Spock McCoy. Um, oh, but anyway, but again, going going into the, we'll 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 take some of that to put that towards this and yeah. Iron Man three. I just feel like Hollywood movies these days, like every movie has to top the other movie. Like it can't be like I, again in this one. I felt like they tried to make this grandiose story. Like it's so big, so epic, and so awesome. And like I really don't know, understand why they can't just make it more simple. Like it does, like simple in the sense that like it doesn't have to be such an epic villain, epic crazy, like you know, mm. crazy action, crazy this, you know, like special effects all over the place. Like just make it a good story, make it a solid story yeah. that's interesting. And that's that, that's my fear for Inner Darkness that it's just going to be a big shoot 'em up, you know, ship battle garbage. And then, and again, what's it? It being a solo movie, I think the threat should have been lower. A little lower. Yeah, I definitely think it should it have been a little so lower. Hard. And that Iron Man could deal with it on his own, and he doesn't well, need the Avengers. I did like the idea that it kind of went back to terrorism, because that's where it started. True, no, I, I had no problem with that. And again, Which is I would why have liked I to have seen Mandarin yeah. be more of a villain and more interesting. And again, like I think the threat level shouldn't have been as high. In, in like yeah. that, it should, would have felt more like either either the threat level's high, and Iron Man, for some reason, has to deal with it on his own. Like, he doesn't have them to back him up for whatever reason. Yeah. Or he should be able to handle it on his own, like, to <laughs> a certain degree. Like, obviously, there's got to be some threat. But, like, it just, you know, it really, we, S.H.I.E.L.D. should have been around. I, I think, sh- I, I can agree with you that S.H.I.E.L.D. should have been present, or a reference to S.H.I.E.L.D., because it was a threat against the president. So it's government-related. What about that shadowy council? Like, the shadowy council should have a vested interest in no, the president, no? I was, I, yeah, but I only put it that far. I don't think these super soldiers were enough of a threat to warrant Avenger level... No. But the, no, the Mandarin threat is. Like, the no, specter of the Depending on how they would have played... Depending still, on how they would have played He's still just a terrorist with the fact that he can get to people and, and you know, abduct the president. Like, that's... like Or the organization can right. abduct the president. But again, I, I take it as high as S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe bring Widow or Hawkeye in, yeah. but I wouldn't go as far as needing to bring Cap. Oh no! I, I don't want the Avengers. Out. I just want a shield. I don't want the Avengers in because okay. he's right. Yeah, it's, I agree. Not, it's not worth um, their time. Uh, no. Well, I mean, well, like, what, and what would Hulk do? Like, Hulk, Hulk smash Mandarin? Well, Where is he? I don't know. Apparently, he's a therapist these days. But it was yeah, like um, of so. all of all comic book movies where there've been at least three, I think it's probably my second favorite. This one, not that that necessarily says second a lot. favorite of like trilogy. Oh, no, of the okay, third if movie. You're adding X Men Three and Spider Man yeah, Three. Yeah, X Men Three, Spider Man Three. That's true. I'll, Superman I'll Three, Batman Forever, all bad. So it's it's got good company, uh, bad company, which means I'll put Dark Knight Rises in crap as well. Uh, I I would say I enjoy Dark Knight Rises oh, more. Than this. What? 
Get not, out sorry. of here. Uh, no, I'm saying not more than this per se. More than this as a third movie. Like in terms of the overall trilogy it came from. It's not it's not it's what not Apple's Apple's. Um I still enjoyed this. There's just uh, I found more flaws than I expected when I think about it afterwards. But I think that this is a movie that I will think about and I will flip-flop on a lot because the parts of me that really enjoyed a lot of it, and, I, and if I sit down and think about it later, I'll be like, you know, I really enjoyed that movie. But then if I have a, the same think down later, I'm going to hate parts of it and it's going to No, detract. you can easily go back. I think maybe even the podcast, we might even come across as more negative than positive. I think there's a lot of solid oh, moments. I'm completely more jokes. negative than I mean to be. Yeah. And I think just because we just saw it and I'm thinking of... Uh, I'm pretty oh, sure I'm right where the negative should be. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do feel like if I was to, you know, revisit this in like a week or two, I'd probably be like, you know, I was a little too hard on some of it. I mean, I do this with comics all the time. I'll read a comic, I'll give it a rating, and then I'll do the podcast two or three days later and be like, you know, I was too hard on this. Or I, was, or I didn't give it enough credit. Well, I always like to watch everything at least twice before I sort of rip it apart. So you're going to see this again? I probably won't. <laughs> I'll wait eyes. for you to buy it, and then I will watch it again. Come over to watch Kelly watch it. Because yeah, exactly. I'll watch her reaction it. to it. But um, I give it a solid seven, seven and a half. It was still good. And there's parts of it that made me furious, but again, it wasn't. At the, I wasn't furious at the movie itself for the most part. I was furious at, at the comic book lineage and that they ruined aspects of a great story. Extremists. I thought they were going to use parts of it that they didn't, and that they didn't use the manner in the way in any way that even respected the Mandarin. It didn't have yeah. to be Alien Rings. It could have been something. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like he, they shit on the Mandarin. He, like, was, that, he was honestly, he was a joke, and that's what they they played him for. He was, and he was, and uh, that's good for us. Um, so thanks for uh, listening to uh, what was this episode seventy six? This is our spotlight on Iron Man three. I just want to thank my special guests. Paul Squares. And Tibor mate. And so Tibor hopefully we'll have you back in two weeks. I'm and looking forward to Paul, it. Paul maybe you'll be back as well and we'll do our Star Trek into Darkness episode. Uh Give and me a quick uh, number out of ten. Just tell me a number. Okay. Alright, so we gotta go because there's uh there's a crying baby in the room. Uh <laughs> thanks for joining us for Comic Shenanigans. I'm Adam Chapman. Uh, like us on Facebook. Send an email to comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Uh, or you can like, um, put a comment on our HC Realms thread. And uh, we'll be sure to see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.